We're talking travel on to a new RFM. Barry Warwick with us today. Barry, things are starting to open up for our travel, so we're going to take a look at international travel today. That's right, Jane. Look, um, everyone's getting pretty excited that uh, finally you're, you're able to plan a holiday and uh, things are opening up. You know, you, we've, we've got the, tra- the bubble with Singapore uh, this Sunday. Um, you've got a lot of uh, flights now being scheduled to go to England and um, America. Uh, Qantas has started, uh, is starting those international routes back up. Carriers that have always flown are coming back into Australia. Uh, but there's also a lot of uh, incentives around for people to actually travel with airlines and tour companies. And one of the good things is that tour companies are allowing uh, a little bit of flexibility. Hooray. Which... <laughs> Uh, they do, but a benefit of going with the tour company is that there are still a lot of little hoops that you have to jump through and they're going to take care of a lot of those little hassles that are uh, that otherwise you'd have to face by yourself. So That can be a little bit, well, can add to the expense too, it, some of those things. It can, mm. and they know exactly what's uh, what has to be done. Uh, But one of the things that uh, one of the companies is doing is uh, not only up until the 30th are they offering, um, you know, great discounts of 10 to 15%, um, but they're also, uh, and and this is one of the best uh, change of mind things that I've seen, is that you can actually, you pay your, deposit and then you pay your final balance but if 20 up to 24 hours before as long as they get that in writing that you need to cancel you can cancel for any reason and get all your money back except the deposit that's amazing and and colette is the only one that i know is being that flexible flexible. but a lot of the others you know like scenic and and um APT, they've had to be a little bit more flexible, but not quite that that good. So that's locally, domestically as well as overseas. Um, this trips? this particular company operates overseas. Right. Um, you know, they they travel to or do a lot of touring in America, Europe, uh, river cruises in Europe. So, and Europe and America seem to be the safer places uh, at this stage, or the uh, North America. Um, to, to actually venture to. Right, so it's possible to dream ahead and actually do something about it. Well, you can actually plan and say, yes, I'm doing this. And look, airlines are being fairly flexible. Qantas, for example, uh, if they, you book a ticket before the 28th of February, they're going to allow you to have free changes, um, well, fee for, you know, not fee charge free, the fee. Yeah. The only thing is that, if that same um, fare is not available um, on the day that you want to travel, then you do have to pay a fair difference. But it's good that you don't have to pay that extra fee because that, in a lot of cases, were you know a couple of hundred dollars up to, well, some of them are up to six hundred dollars to do that cha- that change. So, 
Are fares generally, airfares for overseas, are they generally on the low side or the higher side at this stage? Well, Jane, <laughs> it's a dog's breakfast. Right. That's all I can say. It there, varies. <laughs> there have been some really good fares that I've been really surprised at. And uh, when I say really good fares, fares of around about um, 1700 uh, between Australia and Europe. America still tends to be a little bit um, more expensive, mm-hmm. although um, Qantas is having a sale to Vancouver for the ski season, uh, which obviously isn't that far away, and and um, it's to get their, uh, I guess, mm. bottoms in seats. Yeah, I suppose they just want to get people used to thinking about going overseas again and booking long-haul flights. That's right, and... Um, you know, there's nothing worse than there's nothing more perishable than a seat. So, um, even if you get some revenue for a seat into um, uh, on an aircraft in the initial stages, because people are still a little bit hesitant about travelling. Understandably, and of course, things can change fairly quickly from moment to moment. They certainly do, Jane. Look, um, even yesterday we got a notification through from. Um, the resorts at Ayers Rock saying, look, you've got to wear masks outside now if you're one uh, within 1.5 metres of another person, unless that person is a family member. So, um, you know, they That's, do change mm. quickly. That's to the 22nd of November. Mm. Um, and then hopefully it'll be off again. Ah. We are talking travel on to NURFM. Barry Warwick has got all the good oil on uh, what's happening with travel and travel options and possibilities, uh, both overseas and in our own country, Barry. Yeah, Jane, look, um, insurance has been one of those things that I guess um, has come to the fore with this. And initially, because it was a pandemic, uh, COVID wasn't covered. Um, A couple of insurance companies have have actually moved to uh, incorporate COVID cover into uh, their policy. And the coverage is, is fairly good, but there's still the fine print that you need to have a look at. Now, um, NIB, for example, uh, have withdrew their uh, travel insurance for a little while. It's going to be available from uh, the 22nd of November. So uh, there, there'll be a couple that you'll be able to do. Uh, cover More also has uh, COVID cover, but I do stress to people that they do need to look at the fine print. And some of the fine print is that uh, double vaccination is usually or fully vaxxed, I should say, because there's some uh, vaccinations that only require one jab. Uh, that's important. And you are excluded if you travel to countries where there's a do not travel uh, embargo by the the government, the Australian government. So there's still, a you know, little bits of fine print that you need to look at. Yeah. But the premiums haven't been as bad as I anticipated they would. So I'm That's a little bit <laughs> pleased from that perspective. Half a smile. <laughs> yeah. And on the insurance, look, Emirates um, have been offering with their flights uh, uh, free insurance and it's covered medical and it was brought out so that people would continue to have faith to travel. Now, uh, they're still offering it, but it's only until the 30th of November. So it was a good option for those people that 
previously um, couldn't get COVID cover. So, so is that for uh, flights that you book before the 30th of November yeah, or the tic- travel? The ticket has to be issued before the 30th of November and then it'll cover you. So you might not be travelling till June next year. You may be away for 12 months and it's actually giving you uh, insurance cover there. So it's well worth um, looking at, you know, for the price of the fare, um, mm, yes. getting that insurance. Uh, but being doubled or, or being vaccinated is is becoming really quite important. Uh, coming back into Australia, if you're an Australian returning from overseas, for example, you must have two jabs for most airlines to carry you. Um, I know that there is one carrier from Europe that will allow unvaccinated people. But, of course, when you arrive back in Australia, you then have to do the hotel quarantine. So you have to be prepared to do that and pay for that. So, And I suppose as time goes on, a booster shot is going to be included as part of the vaccination um, allowance, if you like. Yes. Uh, look, I, I'm not quite sure what the definition mm. will be. We're but only yes, just coming the, to terms with boosters. <laughs> we, but, but boosters seem to be uh, relatively important mm. now. Um, also, the uh, um, Australian government is introducing a digital... Um, what's it called? It's... Um, Digital uh, passenger entry, no? Uh, digital passenger declaration. Oh. Now, it's going to replace uh, the card that you used to fill in when you came back into Australia. It's going to be available in a number of languages as well. Uh, it should be ready to go around about the... or well, sometime in December, I would say by the middle of December, it should be operational so that you can actually download the app around about seven days before you return to Australia. It will then, three days before, allow you to incorporate uh, your PCR test that you have to have to come back into Australia. And then it will also have your vaccination certificate, so everything will be in the one place. They're going to have enhancements done by March, and that hopefully will mean that um, it will integrate with all the airline systems and make it a much smoother experience in entering Australia. That does sound like a good thing. Some good things do come out of these pandemics. <laughs> yes, it's, it's very much a new world. As we talk travel, Barry Warwick and I, on to NURFM, we're looking at a bit of, well, rail journeys are always such a, such a pleasurable experience, Barry Warwick. They are. And look, Journey Beyond Rail, which operates the Garn, the Indian Pacific, um, most of those have been cancelled for this year, so we've had to reschedule all our passengers to next year. So uh, it's going to be a, a, a very busy year next year for them. Um, but from the 1st of January this um, uh, 2022, they're going to require people to have um, be double vaxxed to... Or fully vaxxed to go on the journeys. Um, And this, I guess, is from a public health safety view and they're bringing it in line with the government recommendations that are in at that time. So uh, if you're planning a rail journey, I would 
probably get in fairly soon. I know that Western Australia still has to open the border, so there won't be any trains until that happens. But hopefully the day is not that far off. Mm. Um, and look, cruising also, uh, we're still waiting for that to return to Australia. Now, some of the cruise companies have scheduled cruises and then put them back and then rescheduled them. Um, but my understanding is there's um, government priority now to work out a date when cruising will be able to, to resume in Australia uh, now with the state sort of opening up. But just to whet people's appetite and take you back to the grand old days of cruising, um, look, at the end of 2022, the Cunard are the Queen Elizabeth to Australia um, and they've got a couple of cruises that go to Tasmania. So one will go from Melbourne and that will be seven nights and one will go from uh, Sydney which is eight nights. Uh, they have really good savings on at the moment but this is going back where you dress for dinner mm. and it's not, uh, I guess you're piano or your princess cruise where things are a little bit more casual and you can get away with smart dress uh or smart casual dress uh this is with, smart smart this, dress. this is smart smart dress and uh you must wear a coat and if you're a man if you're a man <laughs> and cocktail dresses if you're a lady Whoa, so you number. do get to be able to to really dress and if you're just wearing a coat, I could say that you may feel a little bit underdressed <laughs> on a cunard. So, so take your penguin suit. So take your penguin suit. That, that's right. It, it, look, it is, and it's, it's sort of a grander uh, style of voyage. So uh, for those that want to experience that, um, it's well worth, particularly with these savings that you're looking at at the end of next year. Excellent. Well, thank you very much, Barry Warwick. And we'll look at the world of travel again next Friday after the one o'clock news on 2NURFM.